A bunch of Big Ten coaches decided that they are going to spill the tea anonymously to the athletic. Oh, the things that they have to say. We're going to tell you a little bit about what they said and then react to it. Also, there's just this narrative, and part of it comes from that, that J.J. McCarthy was great before the Connor Stallions uh, ousting of his own, the resignation, and then that he became Cheeks. I'm going to tell you why that's not exactly the case. And we're going to use some numbers as well as talk about his health status, which he revealed. All on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. We're back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where is your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. If you're watching on video, I'm wearing my old school J.J. McCarthy hat. It's seen better days. Uh, but uh, we uh, that wasn't necessarily by design. But it works today. I just I changed from one of my, my nice Jesus hats that I try not to get all messed up into the uh, J.J. McCarthy hat so I could go to the gym because we're starting to try to get the workout on because Sarah and I are going to uh, Disney World in February and I decided I want to be in shape for that. Anyway, um, let's get to this. This is The Athletic. Uh, Bruce Feldman breathlessly reporting uh, a bunch of anonymous quotes from Big Ten coaches uh, and it's something because this is it, just, I'll read you part of it. Now this is behind a paywall, but guess what? We're just going to read you some of it. Despite a dramatic regular season punctuated by an investigation over alleged sign stealing. Number one, Michigan rolled to a 13 and record he- heading into the college football playoff matchup in the Rose bowl against number four, Alabama, but college football coaches, the athletics spoke to for this scouting report are convinced Michigan hasn't been the same team since the NCAA's investigation became public. Okay, here's where we start to get to quotes. Now we're just going to stay with quotes. They're different now, said one Big Ten head coach. It makes a huge difference to know when blitzes are coming. So when you pick it up, you can really attack it. After that, uh, they weren't always, and after the Connor, that is, they weren't always at the right place at the right time. About J.J. McCarthy. It does make you wonder, one defensive analyst whose team faced Michigan in the last month of the season, Going into our game, I thought he was among the best in the country. Afterward, I didn't think the same. Once all that stuff happened, he just doesn't look the same. I don't know if he's hurt. I thought he was a Heisman candidate. Heisman quarterbacks don't throw only eight passes in a game. I think before he was ready for it and he was confident. That one, it's okay. It's okay. It's a defensive analyst, but you know that it's someone from Penn State. Okay. Well, throw eight passes in a game. So if you pay close attention to things that are going on at Michigan, then you know that J.J. McCarthy got hurt in that game. And Michigan did struggle to stop their pass rush. And yes, he only threw eight times. He completed seven of them and had 60 yards. Not like an incredible stat line, but still efficient. And then Michigan just was like, okay, he's hurt. We're not going to take the chance. So we're just going to run it on them because we can. And they did. I don't know what's causing him to be hesitant and not as decisive as he was earlier, said a Big Ten coach who played Michigan. He seems out of sync lately. One of the head coaches was adamant that Wolverines had a significant advantage with sign-stealing intel, but he also pointed out that Michigan's schedule was backloaded. Yes, Michigan's schedule was backloaded. There's a difference between playing East Carolina and Ohio State. Believe it or not, I can't believe it. 
Coaches also buy that McCarthy has been bothered by a leg injury. Yes, he has. And we're going to get into that in a bit. Um, but we'll, we'll stay on task here. I've heard he's been banged up since the Penn State game, said a Big Ten head coach. He will have to make plays with his feet if Michigan's going to have a chance against Alabama. You ain't going to big boy Alabama by just relying on your running backs. I think Alabama is way more talented. Michigan's offense is not dynamic enough at the skill positions. Alabama's going to get heavy-handed with them. If Alabama can stop the run, Michigan has no chance, none. Continuing, I do think J.J. is very talented, said one of the head coaches. If he's healthy, they're going to have to let him run more. When you can run like that, it puts so much pressure on your defense. Uh, another defensive coordinator says that the biggest thing he adds is the unscripted scrambles. If everything's covered, he can get down and move the chains from now. That's true. That's not, that's more the accurate part. Okay. Offensive line. That O line looks pretty. They're like three deep of pretty guys, but you watch the film and Indiana stuffed them. They're not moving you off the ball. Like you'd think continuing with another from a defensive analyst. They're not as good as they were up front last year. I agree with that. Whatever. Uh, a Big Ten head coach says, I think Alabama will give them trouble with their front. That might be true, but we'll see. Um, on Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, I agree with this. Blake doesn't look like he did last year. He just doesn't have the juice. He's getting chased down. I would I would somewhat agree with that. I mean, it's not the same as it was uh, a couple years ago, for sure, two years ago. And this is, here's one that I, let's see, where is it? There, nah, where, there, there's one. There's something about quorum here that I need to find because there's some. That I, I think it maybe is here. That was just so erroneous. Um. Okay, I can't find it for whatever reason. Even though it's all, this is all right here. Um. Anyway, we'll just continue reading. I think quorum is really good. He's just so powerful. I just don't think that he has the speed that some of the SEC guys have. But I think he's gotten better. He makes them go. Michigan plays to his strengths. Corum can't take a 30-yard run and go 60, but he's a bull. He's a one-cut guy. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Not a home run threat, but he is really, really good in the red zone and really good on checkdowns. He is not a one-cut guy. Now, maybe this year a little bit more, he is, that's what he is, but he is certainly not a one-cut guy. He's a multiple-cut guy. Now, Donovan Edwards, you can make that, that case for. So there's more in here. Um, past game, Michigan's biggest weakness. Loveland is a good route runner, but he can't block. A.J. Barner is a complete tight end, but he can't run like Loveland. I like him. Max Bredesen is good. You know they're running the ball when he's in the game. Another one, a head coach. Roman Wilson is, was the only one we were worried about. We thought we had to double him. He's really good at getting in and out of his breaks. We didn't think we could play man on him. Barner is very solid. He's a big, excuse me, and good blocker. Loveland is elite. He runs like a wide receiver. Um, there's another coach, defensive backs coach. Wilson is a good player, but we didn't fear him. When you watch the tape, he's running a bunch of over routes. He plays hard. We thought John, Cornelius Johnson was average. He's tall and looks pretty out there. Seems to be a thing that they say, that people say looks pretty. Uh, but he's stiff and not in and out of his, uh, great in and out of his breaks. Samaj Morgan is wiggly and more dynamic than Wilson, but he's just not very polished. I mean, that's fine, that's fine and fair. Um, and just continuing on here. Uh, about the defensive line. I like that D-line a lot. They're really, really deep. Chris Jenkins, Jalen Harrell, very good players. Accurate, very accurate. Um, as far as uh, Kenneth Grant, they push the right buttons with that boot. That dude got free, freaky athleticism for uh, 340. Holy smokes, accurate. Uh, of Mike, Mikey Sainer still, he's the most dynamic guy. He's great with the ball in his hands. He'll be proving people wrong. He'll be a good NFL player. 
Uh, so accurate. Um, now here's where things get uh, even more fun is what do they predict for Michigan, Alabama? What has Jim learned? A Big Ten head coach asked, are his guys going to be fresh and ready to go or worn down? I think that's the same old thing with Michigan, said a Big Ten secondary coach. They're extremely talented, but someone could hold up a front, hold up up front with them. I just think they're just too one-dimensional. They got to get explosive plays on the perimeter somewhere. Um, and uh, those are going to be hard to come by because Alabama can match up with them on the outside and still be stern enough against the run. Michigan is going to have to play such a clean game. One head coach said he would not be shocked if Michigan won, but he's picking Alabama. If Miller plays like he plays has played lately, uh, I think it'll be too much for Michigan. There's nobody like him in the Big Ten. Alabama's figured out how to use him, and that's scary. Uh, later here, they don't have any superstars, but they're strong, and they've got a bunch of really good college players. They have a really good culture. None of them gives a blank about who gets credit. And I think that's the thing. You know, they finish this out saying they've got the chemistry to win a championship. We're going to get to my reaction on that. That's just all kind of insane to me in a lot of ways. We'll get to my reaction and then the J.J. McCarthy, why I think some of this stuff is wrong about him in particular. We're going to do that here in just a moment. But first, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Now that we got through all that dreck of all these people just able to breathlessly say, like, it's, it's, I, I agree. I, I read Anthony Broom's column on this on on three. It's been quite the year for anonymous coaches being able to kind of go after Michigan. It just feels like sour grapes, right? Because you remember PJ Fleck came, came out and he was like, that's the best team I've ever seen in my 11 years of coaching. Matt Rule had some similar things to say uh, coming off of that game. And then once the, once the whole Connor Stallion stuff started happening, he was kind of like, I knew it. You know, I think that the thing that a lot of people, when you look at offensively, like, Oh, they can't do a lot. Michigan isn't trying to look like crazy good every single week. And I know that's really weird for a lot of people, but I mean, if you are a Michigan fan and you've watched Michigan in the last three years, you know, that Michigan's not trying to just blow everybody out and trying to, um, make the score as pretty as possible. They're just trying to win the game. They're trying to be elite defensively and do enough offensively to win the game. Uh, sometimes it's going to be good. Sometimes it's not. JJ McCarthy obviously has been injured. And uh, I, I, this might be a good enough time because I think it's just going to take forever to to kind of go through all of my thoughts here. So um, let's uh, let, let me tell you what JJ McCarthy said today. Uh, he had a couple different quotes. I asked him directly, uh, you know, you, you, were, you said you were pretty banged up going into the Minnesota game because he said this after Minnesota. He's like, oh, I've got a bum ankle, by the way. And then we all know we got injured during the Penn State game. We've talked about that quite a bit. And uh, 
it, so I asked him, I said, were you perhaps more banged up than people maybe understood? And he said, if you know any athletes, you know it's a little bit worse than they're leading on. But I'm completely fine now, feel 100% healthy, and I'm ready to go out there because these are the games you save your body for. I'm excited to be all out for this one. Uh, he said he feels amazing now. Uh, and he said that uh, all I could say is I wasn't at 100%. That's about it, yeah. Now, uh, we'll see how he is. Obviously, they got to get through practices and everything like that. Uh, I, I also am aware uh, that I don't know that this has been reported anywhere. He was a little bit more banged up in the Iowa game than I think some people uh, had any inclination of. So uh, he is certainly trending positively. And Michigan is also being smart. They're doing something that they haven't really done, and they're trying to kind of rest the guys a little bit. They're still practicing, but they're not going full bore for three and a half weeks like they've done these for the last two years. They're trying to do, do the smart thing of like, you know, not as they said, you know, they don't want paralysis by overanalysis that includes on the practice field. So they're not trying to overload them with information or overload them with, with uh, practice and making them really sore. All I know is I'm on day three of my workout plan and I am incredibly sore. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm 42 years old, so it kind of makes some sense. Is that how old I am? 42? Oh, yeah, I'm 42. <laughs> anyway. It's uh, so I think that it's I think that they're being smart about it. But here's the thing about J.J. McCarthy. And uh, because I think it's kind of hilarious, just some of these narratives. So we'll get to this now and then we'll kind of continue on to some of the other stuff that was said in that the athletic article here. But uh, in the first seven games of the season, J.J. was 111 for 142. Uh, 78% passing, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions for uh, 15, uh, sorry, 1,512 yards. That's an average of 16 for 20. That's 80% of an average. Two, uh, two touchdowns and 216 yards per game. In the last six games, yes, the production went down from seven to six. He completed, he attempted three more passes and uh, had nine less completions. So that's 12 less completions uh, in all of that. So 102 for 145 for 70%. 70% still really good. Not 80, but that's an insane mark to be hitting. Five touchdowns, only five compared to the 14 before. One interception, uh, 1,118 yards. That's an average of 17 for 24 at 71%. Uh, and uh, just a little bit less than a touchdown per game, 186-yard average. Now, as the one person mentioned, the one coach mentioned here, it's been a little bit different defensively. As far as pass defenses are concerned, in the first seven games, Michigan faced the average of the 53rd pass defense. In the last six, 39th, and Michigan State drags that number way down, okay? 49th uh, ranked defense average in the first seven, 32 in the second. So, yes, things aren't going to be as good. In the last four weeks, Michigan aver played against the average number 11 defense in the country, Maryland being the outlier at 35. So, if you take it and make it just Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa, J.J. McCarthy averaged, or not averaged, he went 45 for 61, that's 74%. For 355 yards and only one touchdown thrown, 
Uh, that's an average of 15 for 20 for 75%, 118 yards per game. Now, no, you can't have 118 yards a game per average, but obviously that number's been dragged down by the uh, Ohio State game. Oh, sorry, not the Ohio State, the Penn State game. Here's the thing. His worst games, two of them did come in the last six weeks, Maryland and Purdue. But those are, if you were to sit there and pick, like, what are your two worst games? Now, Purdue, he threw for 335 yards, but he only completed just above 50% of his passes. Excellent against Michigan State. Really efficient against Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa. Iowa, he wasn't helped out by his receivers. Yeah, he made a couple bad throws. But every quarterback generally is going to make a couple bad throws. Maryland, really hurt. Really hurt. I think some of the things that people aren't really giving Michigan credit for, and J.J. McCarthy and all, just in general, kind of going back to the grander theme is, no Jim Harbaugh for six of the games. They looked completely different in most of the games that Jim Harbaugh coached, right? No one was really going and looking at what Michigan was doing and thinking at that time, like, yeah, at the very beginning of the year and said, yeah, Michigan's just dominating, right? Jim Harbaugh comes back for Rutgers, 31 to seven, kind of the same as the first three games. And then 45 to seven, 52 to 10, 52 to seven, 49 to nothing, 41 to 13. And then they get in the meat of the schedule and it looks more like it did at the beginning, except for the offenses they played were also better as well. Michigan just finds a way to win. The culture part's a big component of it all. And I think that that's one of the things. I'm not saying Michigan's going to win. I'm just saying that for whatever reason, no one wants to give Michigan any credit. So Michigan has to go out and take it. They absolutely have to. We're going to continue on discussing some of this. Because I still got thoughts. Here in a moment. We have covered so much ground already the last couple weeks. Last week with the uh, advanced stats and all of that. It's it's funny because it, it's like they act as if... Act as if Michigan's some kind of schlubby team. They're 13-0. They have not trailed in the second half of any game. They've dominated almost every team they've faced. So it, it's just, it's interesting. Now, J.J. McCarthy, all this, he's got to play good. He's going to have to run the ball. Well, duh. No, they're not going to be able to run 32 straight times every single play in the second half and beat Alabama, most likely. I wouldn't think that in the last two years they could have done that against this Alabama team with the offensive line that won the Joe Moore Award with Hassan Haskins or a healthy Blake Corum or a Donovan Edwards that was going crazy, right? You're in the playoff. You've got, you're going to have to be dynamic. It, it's funny with all this talk, like Michigan can't be dynamic. I mean, Michigan's absolutely been dynamic. Here's the other part of it. Rushing touchdown-wise, I mean, it's... I don't have the averages, um, and obviously there's a lot of them regardless. One, three, two, two, three, four, three in the first seven. Two, five, five against Purdue. No touchdowns against Purdue, remember. Two, five, three against Penn State, all rushing. Three against Maryland, all rushing. Two rushing touchdowns against uh, Ohio State. Obviously, they they had the passing touchdown uh, there as well. And uh, two rushing touchdowns against Iowa. Like, 
they score. I mean, they, they were scoring kind of both ways early, and then they were just scoring on the run. And a lot of it is Michigan found themselves getting down to like the 10 or the 7 or any of that kind of stuff. People are just kind of looking at it in just a really skewed way. And I, I just think it's really weird that these Big Ten coaches can hide behind some anonymity and just kind of air like the, the, so some of it was like the you know the, their their offensive line is really pretty. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, um, but just like this, oh JJ, I thought he was a Heisman guy, and then you know then he just wasn't. Michigan has multiple ways that they can win games, and it's been the case. And Michigan has looked different in uh, when Jim Harbaugh has been out there. Jim Harbaugh wasn't out there for uh, two of the three most important games of the season. So I, I just, I'm not saying that this means that they're going to beat Alabama. It's just, if this, if you slapped these scores with a different, and, and what JJ did and, and you just put a different guy in there, you put like Stetson Bennett in there with the Georgia people would, would be like, so good. It just so good. Can't believe how good he is. He was just so good. Um, I'm curious myself now that we're here. Um, I am going to look up one more JJ thing as well, but I want to see, see this real quick. So I know not a Heisman guy, Setson Bennett came along kind of late, but when you look and you see he was eight for 14 against Charleston Southern, you see that he was 10 for 19 against Florida. You see that he was seven for 11 against Arkansas. This isn't a year in which they won the national championship 2021. 2022, he was 19 for 38 against Florida. He was 10 for 18 against Georgia Tech, 13 for 19 against Kentucky. You know, he had a, against Kentucky, he had 116 yards. Against Georgia Tech, he had 140 yards. Yes, he did have a 368-yard game against Oregon and a 398-yard uh, game against Ohio State. Michigan has not really asked their quarterback to do that terribly often. So I, I, I understand offensively, I would normally and, and normally agree. You need to push the offense further than where Michigan is right now. Would I like to see it at least have the explosion of 2021? Absolutely. But Michigan is comfortable bleeding the clock and just methodically driving down the field but they're going to have to actually methodically drive down the field. Maybe they're going to need an explosive player or two against Alabama. I think it helps that they're able to get healthy. And I, I just, I don't understand this campaign to kind of make it look like Michigan is some also ran. They beat, regardless of what you think of the sign stealing fiasco scenario, whatever, without Jim Harbaugh, they beat Penn State, and Ohio State, the two toughest teams on the schedule. Now, Ohio State fans will now tell you that, oh, man, what a, what a job by Ryan Day. Actually went 11-1 with the Syracuse quarterback. I'm sorry, going into that game, into the game, Kyle McCord was way better than J.J. McCarthy in their eyes. One game changed everything. That's how it works. It's funny how it works. But nonetheless... Uh, last thing, let's get into, I do want to look if, if this will make my life easy. Hopefully it does. Um, and I don't know if it will or not. We're going to try to 
go to PFF. I forgot to share exactly what I was uh, doing here. I'm forgetting, like, I'm trying to communicate to all of you. But, um, all right, passing pressure. So, J.J. overall uh, was the top quarterback in the Big Ten, by the way. 90% when kept clean, 75, uh, sorry, 90.5 grade when kept clean, uh, 75.1 under pressure, 89.3 when not blitzed, 80.8 when blitzed. So that's not just what I want here. So pressure, trying to find where I can get this, where it, uh, I thought of this kind of late while we were already talking. So unfortunately, it doesn't always uh, work the way I want it to. Let's see. Offense. No, that's not going to do it. I got to stay with this. So I don't have a good a good deal here to, to really tell you uh, how he did under pressure, but he played his best games, East Carolina, UNLV, Michigan State. He got an 84 uh, grade against Purdue. His worst grades came, his worst game of the year was Maryland, uh, and the second worst was Bowling Green. 71.9 against Ohio State, 67.7 against Iowa, 74.4 against Penn State. The 70-ish is what we see kind of here grading-wise. Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana. So um, there is that. When it comes to uh, pressure, uh, he was pressured the most against Indiana, and we kind of knew that. Um, and uh, he still had a 74.8 grade. Against Iowa, was pressured the second most, unfortunately, has a medium grade there. Against Rutgers, Penn State, these are the orders of the ones where he was pressured a lot. Wasn't pressured much in the uh, East Carolina, UNLV, Nebraska games and was able to do it. So I think the key for Michigan is to keep him from facing pressure, which I don't know if that's going to be easy to do in this one. All right, that is going to do it for us. That's all I got. Uh, we are going to continue discussing a bunch of different things. I mean, we're, we're in press conferences this week. Next week, we are actually heading to Los Angeles. Can't believe it's coming up that quickly. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll continue to preview the Michigan Rose Bowl, and as well as we'll get into some recruiting stuff later through the week uh, as we got early signing day coming up on Wednesday. So we will talk to you again soon. Peace. <laughs>